coming up on Pass the Secret Sauce. So all of our clients go through a signature talk workshop first, and we teach them how to, to sell from stage. Now, again, depending on the stage and depending on the, on the speaker, my suggestion always is to not sell from stage. And, and there's exceptions, but in, in general, especially in a podcast or a virtual opportunity or, or in a community that they really don't know you, I always say lead collect, basically give a free gift and have people take, take on the opportunity and then get on the phone and call those people and then sell one-on-one on consultations. It really depends again on the speaker, how seasoned they are. I would never ask someone who has never sold from stage to sell from stage mm -hmm. because you're now asking them to do two things that they've never done consistently. They've never spoken consistently and they've never sold from stage. And so that is a recipe for disaster. So yeah. I would say, let's get on stages and, and serve your audience, give them value and offer something for free that will allow them to go deeper in getting to know you. And, and the conversion there is much higher, which means if you have 100 people in the room, you'll likely get, if it's a good uh, free something, mm -hmm. you get 80 or 90 people to say, yeah, sure, I'll take your free gift. Now you have 90 people to build a relationship with who eventually, not everybody, but the right ones will, will become your clients. Yeah, and you yeah. can, and and you're buying time to build the trust, to build the relationship, to turn those leads into clients. Yeah. Welcome to the show. I'm Matt Shields. On Pass the Secret Sauce, we unscramble the life stories, skills, and secrets from the most wicked smart minds and interesting people to uncover their experience and recipes for success that will help you get an edge on your own life. My goal is to help you rein in on the chaos that life throws at us by learning from other high achievers. If you're new to the show, we have episodes with founders, CEOs, investors, and leaders. So if you like to learn and are motivated to improve your life, then kick back and listen to our guests pass their secret sauce. Dolores Hirschman, and I'm the director of 10X Stages. It was chaotic, family of, we, we were four siblings and growing. So by the time I was 23, we were six siblings, merged family, um, so stepmother, father, and my brother and half siblings. Um, so I was in the older side. So I always was in charge of little kids and it's chaotic and it's insightful at the same time. My father was always traveling. I, I grew up in Argentina, let me say okay. that. Okay. Uh, that's where my accent is from. And if you think of the world map and Argentina, it's like at the bottom triangle to the right side, right before you hit Antarctica. So it's like the bottom south of the world. Yeah. On the right side, if you're looking down. Um, and so it's pretty far, especially when I was growing up, you know, I'm 50, so in the 70s and 80s, um, far away from the bigger world. You know, it wasn't such a connected world, but my father traveled a lot. So the conversation at the dinner table was, uh, it had to do a lot about what he found in his travels, what he brought to us. He would travel to China and bring us Chinese toys or Chinese candy. So uh, I was it was unique comparing with my classmates, girlfriends at school, 
because most families or most parents didn't travel that far. Um, so I was always exposed to a bigger world. That's cool. I, I have to ask, being that far south, you know, I, I picture Argentina, you know, tropical, nice and warm. Was it was it that way there or is it no, not? It's far south. So the equator yeah. is in the middle. So Argentina is a very long country. Yeah. I am the capital, which is Buenos Aires. Um, so Buenos Aires, the weather there, think of it as Washington, D.C., humid and hot in the summer, cold and humid in the winter. Not that cold, but it feels very cold. And it goes all the way to the tipping point, which is Tierra del Fuego and Ushuaia. And Ushuaia is the closest point you can get on the continent to Antarctica. Wow. wow. So it's, it's, like, it's like going to Alaska. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, so, so it's, it's very narrow compared to the U.S., but probably longer than U.S. So we have a higher variety of weather okay from alaska to almost brazil weather wow wow that's crazy yeah um your 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 father who traveled around i mean obviously you know that that was pretty entrepreneurial even if he wasn't an entrepreneur but i mean just kind of going out and and you know hitting the world um would you say that frontiers yeah exactly i mean would you say that that's where you got inspiration from for the the entrepreneurial side of things would you say uh, so so yes and yeah my mother um uh, i didn't live full-time with my mother but i had a relationship with her she also later on became has been an entrepreneur all her life not when i was very young but later uh, as a travel agent huh. so so i think they were both uh my father for sure has been a visionary and my mother has been a great entrepreneurial doer. And so I got both in, from, from them. And, and as far as my, the dinner conversations and my father, I think, yes, you know, I, I, I was always, and he and I always engaged in conversation of what's coming, what's the future. I was actually, you'll find this interesting. So I was telling this to my friend the other day, 20 years ago, 25 years ago, so I'm 50. So I, when I was in my 20s, I remember clearly where I was sitting when my father said, the future is in content. Money will be in content producers. This is 25 years ago. What do you, where are we now? Netflix, yeah. uh, Prime, yep. uh, books, experts. What are we all doing? What are we doing right at this moment, man? Yeah. We are producing content. And maybe not, it's not a linear cash path, but it's definitely a tool for growing your business or profitability. Um, so that's how I grew up. So, so that's how I think. I, yeah. I don't, I, I have a hard time thinking of right now um, to the point, and I'll, if you allow me, I'll tell a quick story. Sure. So I'm in New York City right now because uh, my best friend from third grade, um, came up last week to celebrate uh, with me and my family my 50th birthday. And so she, you know, she came from Argentina, so you want to do the city. <laughs> and so we came to the city and I'm working during the day and going, we went to theater last night. And we would sit and dinner and plan our week. And or every moment we were just chatting, I would say, okay, well, tomorrow we can do this. And next week we can do this. And then one day she looked at me, she said, Dolores, are you always thinking of tomorrow? And because she was just curious and I'm like, 
Yeah, and it's a gift and a curse. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't enjoy it right now. I, I was, I, that's what I was just going to say. Do you feel? Do you feel like that? And was that what she was implying? That you know, let's just enjoy the moment right now. And and do you have a no, hard time doing that? I think she was that? just curious. I yeah. think she was just, and it was just an observation. I mean, I can enjoy the moments. Uh, yeah. It doesn't stop me, but. I'm always in futuristic design. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I do the exact same thing. You're always, you know, everyone looks and says, you know, that you, you've accomplished so much. I'm like, I really don't feel like I've done anything yet, right? You know, there's, there's <laughs> I haven't so much more. What I have like I got to do this, this, and this, right? That's all coming up. So yeah, no, I I, I feel the exact same way. Um, so what led you to, uh, you know, creating the agency to help people get on stages? I mean, as I was saying, I'm the director of 10X Stages and and where this how this journey came about is um, I am an entrepreneur like many of your listeners. And I have known all along that stages is the way to grow my business. I didn't just know it. The, the, the one chance by chance that I was getting on stage randomly, um, I would get clients or, or even podcasts. Um, and so in 2017, and this way before COVID, I said, how do I, I mean, I was sitting at my desk on a Monday saying, okay, why do I do this week to get clients? And it was, there were many Mondays like that. Um, and every Monday was the same question with a slightly different answer, which if you're a marketer, you know, if you change strategies every Monday, you will never have a winning strategy. You never give anything a chance mm-hmm. to grow. And so it was this kind of like throwing spaghetti to the wall feeling of, okay, I'll just do Facebook ads or I'll just do more newsletters or whatever. And so finally I sat down and said, okay, what of all the things I've ever done, what has given me consistency in a goal, which is getting clients. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't say stages was the answer. And if I thought of, Okay, Facebook ads has been a hit or miss, even back then. Um, social media, hit or miss, like I need it to exist, but am I actually getting clients every time I post? No. And so, and so when that, when I realized that, I said, okay, so what would it look like to put all my eggs in this basket? Meaning all of my efforts in getting on stages, okay. stop all the other initiatives. And that's when this process began. And I started researching. I started talking to people. There was a woman I found that had created some kind of a linear process to, of consistency. And, and, and the truth is that there's a method of doing this. But like any method, it's not, it doesn't work if you don't apply it consistently. Like it's like there's a great program, but it has to be done consistently. And there's one thing I know about myself is I'm, I'm a quick starter. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an idea person. Consistency is hard for me. It's really, really hard. So I, I also had that insight and that honest reflection. And I said, I know what I have to do. And I can do it this week. But the chances that I will do it again next week is really low. So how can I make this consistent? And so that's when I hired a team member that was only dedicated to this task. So I trained her. And I trained her in what I wanted and how to go about researching stages, how to go about approaching stages as a language you have to use. Um, and so that's what I built for myself. That I never, I, I wanted to solve my own problem. Mm-hmm. It's usually yeah. 
is the best way to solve other people's problems. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when you, when you went off, I mean, there's so many, there's so many paths, right? I, I feel like uh, personally, I feel like there's not enough stages to, to really go after, right? Like you see these, these big events and then you, you feel like I'm not big enough or I'm not good enough to be able to get already, onto one yeah, of those ready, stages. Yeah. yeah. I'm not ready. Yes. Um, so how do you go about starting that, you know, that, that journey, um, to, to, you know, build up your confidence, build up, you know, build up your, to, like, you know, you know I, I kind of picture, um, you know, I've always heard how, uh, comedians will, will practice their bits, you know, on smaller stages. And then once they're, you know, once they get to a big platform, they know what works and what doesn't work. It's already been, you know, tried and, and tested in that. So kind of the same thing here, you know, getting onto this, this, this circuit, the smaller circuit, if you will, I guess, um, to practice and then, you know, grow your way onto those larger stages. And then by the time you get there, you already know what works, right? Is that, is that kind of how it works or? It is. And so that is, you know, there's a, there's the idea of being a speaker and then there's the reality of being a speaker. Mm -hmm. um, and I always mentioned the, there was a series that I watched a couple of years ago um, uh, well, uh, um, uh, Madame Walker, um, who was one of the first African-American entrepreneurs uh, build an empire on her hair products. Mm -hmm. And if you watch the series and it may already be still be in Netflix, I'm not sure. Um, but she starts selling her products on a soapbox in a crowded market. Wow. So what is a speaker? A speaker is someone in a soapbox in a room with people or a crowded market. I mean, she was being a speaker, not on a theater, nothing fancy. Nobody was bringing her, you know, cocktails in the green room. Uh, you know, the idea of a speaker with an entourage and um, the perfect setting, is just an idea. The that speaker exists, but it's almost like one phase of the speaker journey. Mm -hmm. And so what is a speaker? A speaker is someone that steps into a space. And I'm being broad because in 2022, a space is a room, a theater, a conference room, a podcast, a Facebook Live, an Instagram Live. Like I, I don't have enough hands mm -hmm. to describe if you're willing to think creatively, what a space means. And so a speaker is someone that steps into a space that does, you know, what did the Bible says is if two or more people are gathered, there's a group or something like, you know, yeah, in yeah. a room with two or more people, which means a group um, of people who listen. That's it. If you and I can agree on that, that that is a stage, then there's, infinite amount of stages and also you can even create it so i can say hey matt why don't we go live on your facebook mm -hmm. and have a conversation i just created a stage that didn't exist a minute ago mm -hmm. so yeah. there's infinite stages and infinite stages you can create yeah no i guess i guess that's a really really good point i never really considered you know all the various platforms that we have today you know, as your own stage, right? And you're you're obviously developing that relationship with with all of them as well. So, um, and and I was even picturing, you know, when you were talking about the soapbox and and having the the nerve to, um, you know, put that soapbox in the middle of you know middle of a, a mall or whatever and start you know going into your pitch, which uh, you know, th there's no better way to get over your phobias than actually you know diving right into that phobia. But I mean, again, you're absolutely right. I mean, just just having 
having the ability to be able to turn on your phone and go live, I guess that's the exact same thing, right? It, it might not feel the same way because you don't have all of these people immediately staring at you, but you know, you have to understand that they are staring at you just a different platform. So, yeah. 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 And so, so how does someone begin? You just grab this and be creative. Mm-hmm. And how do so, does someone begin to gain traction? I mean, to practice, just do that. How do you begin to gain traction? Because as a speaker, chances are you don't have access to an audience or your own audience. If you have an audience, it means you've been speaking for a while. Yeah. So, so you can skip that step because you've already, if you have some 20,000 followers, chances are you've done a live or two. Uh, now, how do we be? How do you begin gaining traction or expanding beyond the circle of influence that you have? That's when what we call OPS, other people's stages, come in. Okay. That's when I say, okay, I can speak. I've spoken in my kitchen, in my, you know, shower, and in my maybe Facebook live. Even I have two people following me. I'm ready to step into other people's audiences. Mm-hmm. And so that's really where, where I focus when I launched the agency for myself. How because because I didn't have a big audience and I have a I had done lives and I had exhausted that space. Um, I believe that the, the entrepreneur goes through a journey of growth and that journey of growth is aligned with the journey of in, the, the growth of your influence. When I say influence, I'm not really talking about an influencer. I'm, I'm talking about, I think of it as a radius of like, if, if you are atomic bomb, you know, how far are you reaching, right? Uh, hopefully you're an impact bomb. Um, but, but as an entrepreneur, we tend to find a place, maybe in the first year, two years, three years, depends you know, how fast you move, that you exhaust your circle of influence. Mm-hmm. That's when you t- need to tap into other people's stages which is what I started doing in 2017 and continue to do. And so what does that mean? Is like, okay, no, you're not going to go and strive to be the keynote speaker for the national conference in your industry. Chances are, it's just a very hard climb. It's like, you don't go, if you've never hiked, you don't go straight to the top of the Everest. You just don't. Yeah. Yeah. You'll hurt yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you hurt your ego and you hurt your chances and you hurt your network. Like you, you'll hurt yourself. And so what do you do? Well, you find stages or opportunities that you feel confident you can land. And it could be through a, someone you know. It could be through what we call a champion. Um, and you knock on the door and say, hey, I've, I've heard, let's say it's you and your podcast. And say, hey, I, I've been following your podcast. I really enjoy it. I know this and that person or I'm, I'm, I'm aligning with this or that episode. And this is what I would like to bring to your audience. And it says that's how you begin knocking on doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I, I again I love the analogy and I love the you know the the picture because again I feel like this is such a daunting task sometimes and we you know we build it up in our head like there's no way that this can that this can happen but you know you're you're just making it so simple like you know just knock on the door and I'm not a speaker I'm yeah. I'm a girl who goes in and shares my message. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. What so what are some of the what are some of the successes that you've had? What, like, you know, before you started doing this in 2017, you know, did you, did you want to, you, you obviously, you were trying to get clients, right. And, you know, you're, you were doing what you could. And apparently you, you talked 
on a few different stages. Um, what does it look like now, you know, four or five years later after you started doing all of this, um, where you started and where you are now today after you've, you've spoken on, on some of these stages? Yeah, and so the first year I was like, I just want to speak. I, I'm not going to be picky, um, you know, I want to speak to my ideal audience. Don't put me in a room of vets yeah. unless they have a business because then I can help them. <laughs> but I'm not going to, you know. And so I wasn't picky the first year. Um, and some of the the success and the results I had were things like, and I'm I, now they're friends, these this two women partners out of Australia heard me on a podcast. They took action. They was like, oh, come visit my website, whatever. They sent an email. We heard you on this podcast. We would love to connect. Hopped on a call and enrolled in my at the at the time highest ticket offer, which was a twenty thousand dollar program. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a huge ROI for thirty minutes in yeah. my office. Sure. And it was it was like consultation purchase. They worked with me for two years. So there's a, you could even say that's forty thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, and I I helped them get to seven figures, and now they're flying, and we're good friends. Hey. It's Matt. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that I've connected with hundreds of extremely successful entrepreneurs. We've interviewed multimillionaires, a few billionaires, top marketers, technologists, brokers, and so, so many more. Many of our guests have even landed on the Fortune 5000 or even the 500 list on at least one occasion. These people are doers, and these are the type of leaders that you want to be connected with and learn from. This whole thing started because I know that the fastest way to success was following others who have done what I'm looking to do first. We created Pass the Secret Sauce so that we could get our own business questions answered and that we could get access to the best minds in business. You see, entrepreneurs are my people, and I truly enjoy connecting with and learning from other successful business owners, and I wanted you, my listeners, to be the first to know about something new coming out. We're calling this 99 Entrepreneur Strong, and it's a community of like-minded business owners just like you who want to learn from and connect with other business owners to create generational wealth together. 99 Entrepreneur Strong is a community of individuals just like you who want to strengthen their business, learn what techniques are generating revenue for other business owners, and perhaps even collaborating on future projects and products. The goal is to get your business growing so that you can begin creating generational wealth. As you probably know by now, we invest in large multifamily opportunities, and we want to help our network of entrepreneurs be able to do the same. Some of my best friends are business owners, and it's so much fun being able to create opportunities and grow together. With 99 Entrepreneur Strong, you'll be able to network with people from all sections of industry, From investors looking to deploy capital to new opportunities, project managers looking for investors, marketing experts, contractors, mindset gurus, manufacturers, and so, so much more. I've been at this entrepreneur role for a while, and I know it takes a community to make just one business work. And the 99 Entrepreneur Strong community is my attempt to shorten your learning curve to get you plugged into leading experts that you need fast. All this so that you can generate the capital to invest in other passive income opportunities, such as multifamily. Unlike other groups, 99 Entrepreneur Strong is a private organization that you have to apply for. 
Once you're approved in the group, we will match you with other entrepreneurs who we feel you will connect with. We hold monthly mastermind sessions where members will present their business story, what they need, and what they may be struggling with. And the group will offer suggestions, resources, or solve the business problems together. We also will hold other framework sessions throughout the month where other 99 Entrepreneur Strong members will present what they are currently doing in their own companies. Every session will be recorded and added to the library so you will have access to these resources whenever you need them. When you grow your business with scale, you can also impact other areas that are important to you. With the 99 Entrepreneur Strong project, combined with our portfolio of multifamily assets and network of other entrepreneurs, our personal impact project is to eradicate the euthanasia of dogs. It's a lofty goal, but I know we can have huge impacts when we join together. So by applying to be a member of 99 Entrepreneur Strong, you'll learn how to make your business grow with tactical advice. You'll network and personally partner with other extremely successful individuals. You'll learn about other generational wealth building opportunities. And perhaps the biggest impact is that you'll help eradicate dog euthanasia. With that, I look forward to meeting you, learning from you, and helping you grow. To learn more, go to 99entrepreneurstrong.com. So that was a clear success story, if you want, of those efforts. And there, there are many like those. Um, it, in my journey, it, you know, it's interesting how it turned out because I really set out to put myself on stages. And, and, and I did my work. And like I, every time I would go on a stage or after I went on a stage, I would say in social media, hey, I just hang out with Matt. Or I just did this. And so what happened was that my clients and people who followed me said, hey, I, you're everywhere. What, what are you doing? I, who are you working with um, that's getting you on stage? I said, well, no, not, nobody really. We have created, I, I've solved my own problem, my company. And they're like, okay, how, can, you, can you help me? Mm-hmm. It was not my intention. Like it, that wasn't my plan. I had, I had a product suite and I was selling something specific. It wasn't my intention to sell that. And I said, okay, let's try it. And it was, I was very shy about it. Not shy in a shy, like it was, I was very careful about it. Meaning like, well, I'm not going to send this out to the public. I'm not going to go and sell it openly. But if someone asks, I'll have a conversation and see what we can do. So I was very, in 2019, 2018, 2019, I was starting to do that. And, you know, one of those serendipities, one of someone reached out, he knew I was doing this because he had inside information because his team was my support team in my software. That's the only reason he knew. Um, and he said, well, I see you're doing this. And I went, I did this workshop with this company where they teach me how to get on stages, but I, I'm a quick starter. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. And yeah. my team is too busy to take it on. Can you do it for me? Oh, and by the way, you should talk to this guy and meet this guy because I think all of his clients could benefit from you. And that's how I met Pete. And so that's how we connected and we started creating what became the stage agency. And now it's a TEDx Stages agency. Yeah. And, and the 10X Stages, go ahead and explain what, what that means. Yeah. So, so we partnered with Grant Cardone in 2022. So we changed brands and we're now under the, the, the brands. If you, if you know Grant Cardone's company, they have different brands all around the concept of 10X, meaning you know, 
xing whatever so mm-hmm. 10x health and 10x uh business and 10x um stages in this case and so we are under that brand and we're partnering and we're serving his community um and we've actually created a suite of products under the 10x ages brand so we have a workshop where people can come and learn i mean kind of a lot of what i'm sharing but learn the power of a good signature talk and the power of OPS, other people's stages. And there's a two-day workshop that really, we've been having such great reviews. It is powerful. You get scripts. It's really a great opportunity to get exposed to this. Um, and then, you know, many of our clients move on and, and work with us more of a, on a focused way on writing the signature talk. And we have a team around that and a process that is, it's proven and we've used it for many years. We've worked with very big speakers. Um, and then we have the products on getting you on stages. And one of the cool things about that is what we've created is almost, it's it's a, we have a process we've used it for years, but we now created a, a software, an application uh, that has in it all of the best practices from scripts to copy that we use to templates to processes has all the best practices to going from reaching out like a cold reach out to a stage to closing the stage. And so, so now we get to offer two products. We get, we have an agency where you say to me, oh, Dolores, I want, I don't have time to do any of this. I want you to get me on stages. So we have that service and it's not for everybody. I Mm -hmm. want to say, you know, you gotta be a business. You You have to have a product. You have to have sold that product before and know that you can perform on a stage because for us to take on a brand new product or business hasn't been proven and put them on stage, it's, it's a, you know, it's risky. Yeah. And so, so, so we have that. And then we recognize that not everybody's eligible for that agency. So we have a product called what we call stages on demand, which is a perfect product for that startup speaker with which we don't mind startup speakers with proven businesses. That's mm-hmm. what the agency does. But a startup speaker with a startup business or or you might be a seasoned business owner, but you have a startup new product you're launching because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of things that need to be tested. And so what we have created is what we call stages on demand, where we will set up your what we call the machine, the software, um, but you will operate it instead of having an agent operating it. Yeah, no, that's that's interesting. So, someone who who is thinking about this path, um, what does that that startup stage look like? Is it is it all virtual? Are you actually booking like local stages? You know, what what, what what's that format look like? Yeah, we customize the strategy. We begin with what we call stage strategy. So we get to know your business. We really understand who you want to talk to why you want to talk to them and what will happen from stage like are you ready to make an offer or can you lead like what are the there's a lot of elements your business needs to have to make the most of your time off off stage and you call them elements or tools you've got to have a landing page or a checkout page or you know all those things and so once we get to know your business we have placed speakers on digital what we call digital pre-recorded, like a podcast, digital mm-hmm. live, which is, you know, and, and and as far as conversion, we have a range of what converts the best. 
And so we go all the way to keynote speakers and some of our clients paid. So we have some big names that we represent. Um, and so, so, so some of our speakers will, will pay, will speak for a, for a fee. It's not the model that we, that's for, it's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. And, and we also advocate that you can get paid, let's say you get paid $20,000 to speak and you would think, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, but why, what, what would you say if I say, well, that's wonderful, but you could be getting paid $200,000 for the same amount of time. Mm -hmm. It's okay, wait, how do I do that? And that is the gift of speaking for free or a low fee so that you have the freedom to do what is best for your business from the stage. So what does that mean? Depending on the context, depending on the stage, you can sell from stage. And so you could get paid 20 grand and not offer anything, or, or you can get not get paid, offer your product and walk away with $200,000 in business. Yeah. So there's a strategy for everybody. Uh, and that's what we design. Okay. Okay. And if, if you are, if you haven't ever sold anything from the stage, I assume that you, you have templates or, um, you know, the, the help on how to be able to position that and, and, you know, actually go through that process to be able to sell. Yes. Yeah. So all of our clients go through a signature talk workshop first, and we teach them how to, to sell from stage. Now, again, depending on the stage and depending on the, on the speaker, my suggestion always is to not sell from stage and, and there's exceptions. But in, in general, especially in a podcast or a virtual opportunity or, or in a community that they really don't know you, I always say lead collect, basically give a free gift and have mm -hmm. people take, take on the opportunity and then get on the phone and call those people and then sell one-on-one -on, -one on consultations. It really depends, again, on the speaker, how seasoned they are. I would never ask someone who has never sold from stage to sell from stage mm -hmm. because you're now asking them to do two things that they've never done consistently. They've never spoken consistently and they've never sold from stage. And so that is a recipe for disaster. So yeah. I would say, let's get on stages and, and serve your audience, give them value and offer something for free that will allow them to go deeper in getting to know you. And, and the conversion there is much higher, which means if you have a hundred people in the room, you'll likely get, if it's a good uh, free something, mm -hmm. you get 80 or 90 people to say, yeah, sure, I'll take your free gift. Now you have 90 people to build a relationship with who eventually, not everybody, but the right ones will, will become your clients. Yeah. And, you yeah. can, and, and you're buying time to build the trust, to build a relationship, to turn those leads into clients. Yeah, no, couldn't couldn't agree more. And, and I would imagine too, you're also connecting with the right type of people as well. Yes. You know, people that are going to identify with you rather than you know trying to sell from the stage and you get some guy that you you absolutely hate dealing with. Yes. You know, buying right away. You know that you're going to be able to have the opportunity to be able to connect with everyone and and make sure that you do get along so you don't rip your hair out with that relationship later on. Um, do you, what would you do? You have any suggestions on what types of topics, or uh, I guess maybe verticals, maybe that seem to work best from stage, or is it pretty well agnostic? You just get the right type of people together, and you can pretty well, you know, do anything. Yeah. I mean, 
in 2022, where we've learned a lot of lessons, where we've gone, just a little bit of my background, I graduated from university a long time ago in 1996. Mm -hmm. And my graduating um, thesis was in Argentina in 1996, marketing on the internet, relationship marketing. Interesting. So I've been in the market, did in the digital internet marketing space since 1996. And I think you'll agree that in the last 10 years from 2010, 20, yeah, 2010, mm -hmm. 2012 to today, we have gone heavy in digital marketing and looking to use Facebook ads or Google ads or whatever. And it, it, it has paid really well until 2021. I mean, I think 2020, and when we all got locked in, it, it even there was a, like a like it went up. Yeah, think ads were generating leads and you know ROI. And I think there's something happened in 2021, and I pretty I'm I'm clear what happened, and it all went crashing down the digital marketing, because I think 2020 2021 was a was a was a moment in time where many of us stopped and reconnected with our human side mm -hmm. and almost went down to is that like, what do I care about and what is important to me and who do I trust? Um, and there's nothing, there's no better way to build trust than experiencing a human. So you and I have this conversation and you can tell I'm pretty non-scripted. Like I don't, yeah. even, I don't even know what a script is like. So chances are anybody listening to this will probably enjoy this conversation. They either will hate it or love it. Both of them I'm fine with. Um, in the sense that whether you hate or love it is a reaction you have to us experience you're having that you feel is authentic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so whoever is listening to this and they're curious about what we do, they're probably going to follow our lead and check us out. Um, that means that that's probably is a faster path to getting someone to click on something that we can offer than if I were to do this on my own in a Facebook ad video. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so to answer your question, I know it was way around answering your question is that the most unlike industry is starting to realize that they could use stages to grow their business. Um, it's just it's just an interesting moment in time where we are back to where we came from, which is humans talking to humans in rooms. Mm -hmm. And that in the 1700s, 1800s, whether you had an oil company, a train station or a hair product, you just had to talk to people about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. And, and I'm wondering how many people have have picked up on that? Uh, you know, like the the people that are still pumping so much money into the digital marketing side of things. Um, I I completely agree. I I, I agree. So like it's a tandem. Let me just so digital marketing works, but it doesn't necessarily work as a first step. Okay. So 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 I I want to make sure that I, I'm I'm not uh, that uh that I'm being clear. I think so. From the beginning of my journey with digital marketing, I believe that the technology was going to allow us to scale our human relations. Mm -hmm. 
But what happened between 2010 and 2012, uh, 2022 or, or 2021, is that it was such a new toy that the human relationship part kind of was, wasn't really needed. It was working without it. Mm-hmm. It was working in a very robotic way. And so we've come to a point where we, I need to know who you are. Then you can add, face at, book ad me to reinforce. Yeah. And chances are that ad will perform really well. Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's but all about it's, building a, it's a marriage. It's not yeah. one or the other. Yep. And, and I would imagine that, you know, there, there's still people that are coming into the into the funnel, you know, through the digital side of things, and they see your your presentation, they see you on stage, they, you know, see your recording of yourself being on stage. And then, you know, that's where that real connection, you know, finally happens. And then, you know, all of it's, again, just repetition. I forget. Um, I actually, um, uh, I don't know if you know who Amanda Holmes is, but she, her father was Chet Holmes, who wrote Ultimate Sales Machine. Um, we actually just uh, presented with her uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh-huh. uh, she she basically you know made the correlation. I, I want to say I think she said it was like forty times. What what like ten years ago we we didn't need to have that many touches in order to be able to say yeah this is something that I want you know convert to a buyer basically. I want to say it was like maybe ten at the time. It's like literally like four x. Uh, you know over over the course of the last and couple of years. I would love to talk to her if you want to do an intro. Because I suspect that that 40 times, if you put in the middle, whether it's at the front and the middle, if you put in the middle a moment where that potential lead um, experiences the product or the persona, either on a live stage or in recorded stage, chances are, and I would be really curious to do a research on this, of can we go back to 10 if one of those touches is a speaking experience. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Again, getting that that face-to-face, you know, connection. Yeah. yeah. No, love it. Love it. Um, what are some of the things that you would say that you would suggest people not do when they're, you know, going down this path? Let's say that they, you know, what some of the common mistakes or problems that they run yeah. into that, you know, again, hurt them. Um, don't be a diva. <laughs> don't, don't, yeah. Speaker is another way of marketing. And don't get too picky too soon because you don't know what you don't know. So you want, you might think you know where you want to speak, but you don't really know. At first, uh, when I started speaking, my team said, let's do podcast. I was like, sure. I mean, it, I said yes, because it's easy for me. Like it doesn't, uh, I don't get stressed. I love talking to people. I love good conversations. It's always something to learn. So it wasn't hard, but I wasn't sure if they were going to do anything for me. Mm-hmm. And so I said yes because I knew I, I was I was not in a place of enough knowledge to say no. And lo and behold, they they converted, and some of them converted for clients, but some of them converted in relations that led me to bigger opportunities, p- partnerships, or stages. So don't be linear, don't be a diva, um, be creative and open, and just be be aware that the opportunity might not be. Like your client might not be the audience. Like in this case, your audience might not be my client, but your audience might be my connector to someone or to something. So it's just about visibility, consistent visibility, and always, by all means, whatever you do, don't do anything if you're not going to add value. Mm -hmm. Like you're not selling. I mean, I don't really believe in selling in the sense of um, 
you're going to work with me if the journey that we go through together to the point of that offer makes sense to both of us. And so don't get hung up in what you're going to get out of every stage, but focus on what you're going to give on every stage and the, and, and, and it will pay over time. Yeah. Do you have any, any stats that state like how, how often you should be doing this? I mean, I'm, you know, obviously the, I'm sure the answer is as often as possible, but like, is there, is there something that says, you know, you should be doing a live, you know, live presentation on a stage where maybe somebody else is able to, to film you, um, you know, once a month or, you know, is there, are there, are there any type of you know, statistics? The, so I can't give you a stats, the more, the, the merrier, like the, yeah. the more often, the better. Um, because really it becomes, it, there's so many layers and variables. It's like, how well do you convert? Like if you go to a live stage with a hundred people and you walk away with 50 or 90 clients, make sure you have capacity. So maybe do those ones every three months. Like it really comes down to your conversion uh, from these opportunities. But then it's a, you have a problem, but it's a different problem. You don't have a client problem, but you have a maybe fulfillment problem. So it really, it's, when you're getting started, um, I would say as often as possible, and please get on podcasts because what podcasts do, they might not get you a client, but they'll get you vis visibility, branding, and they'll get your social media kind of really working for you. So there was a point, that, and, and know yourself. Like I, to be honest, I I got tired. I mean, I think this is the second podca podcast I've done this year. Wow. This year I've kind of slowed down simply because I have so much work on this side. Um, but 2017, 2018, 2018, I remember month I was doing three podcasts a week. Yeah. So if, if you type Dolores Hirschman, I think there's a lot of podcasts that are gonna come out of that. I had in the hundreds. But know yourself and the the face the, the moment in your business. And so just don't get overwhelmed by it. But if you're getting started, go full force. Yeah, no, I love that. Love that. And would you suggest that anybody create their own podcast as well? As it, I mean, I have my own um, and I have it a little um, forgotten right now, but um, it is a strategy, but it's not a needed strategy. Mm -hmm. um, like it, more is more in that, it's not more in that sense. Like it, here's, here's what I, I want to say really, Matt. There's this pressure on entrepreneurs to do so much. And really what I want people to hear is do one thing really well and focus on it. And then down the road, if you have that nailed down and you have a consistent flow of stages or you're slowing down because you're doing so well and you love talking to people, by all means. But what I don't want people to hear is that you have to do this and this and this and this. I said, no, if you want to focus on stages, Go to stages, make sure you can lead collect and make sure you can get on the phone with these people mm -hmm. because going on stage without collecting leads or selling from stage is a waste of time, by the way. Yeah, no, couldn't agree more. This is this is really, really great. Um, Dolores, if people want to learn more about you, your products, your services, what would be the best way to reach out and get in touch? Yeah, I think, uh, uh, no, I don't think I know. <laughs> like, yeah, come to 10x, 10xstages.com, so 10 number 10, xstages.com, and talk to one of our um, strategists. They'll help you figure out your state strategy. And, you know, you can follow me on social, Dolores Hirschman on Instagram and LinkedIn and everywhere. 
Love it. Love it. Dolores, thank you so much for the tips on how to get on stages and uh, loved learning about your path too. I mean, just, just the evolution and obviously connecting with Grant Cardone. Congrats there. I mean, that's a, that's a huge step. So, um, which actually we didn't even get into that. How, how did you meet Grant Cardone and, and create that, you know, create yeah, that, so, that synergy? So I, I, I started a partnership with Pete Vargas from Adventure Reach and it's Pete who um, brought the agency um, and, Grant learned about the agency and was very excited about what we we're doing. And so that's how it came about. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. He's, uh, he's definitely a force. He's out there all over the place and, you know, talk about stages. He's, he's pretty well mastered all of them, I would say. Yes. So yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, love it. Dolores, thank you for the tips. And uh, we will certainly look forward to uh, learning more about, uh, uh, you know, presenting from stages and, and uh, you know, just, just getting our names and our voices and, and our movements out there. So love it. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Matt, for having me. Thanks for listening. And remember, pass the secret sauce.